Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Radio Free Professional Wrestling. Happy Bullet Club Day. Too sweet, everybody. Too sweet. As I am your standing host, Sean, and I'm joined by the gentleman from the Winnie City, Jake. Jake, who is your favorite Bullet Club member? Too sweet. To this day, uh, I'd still say when AJ Styles was the leader, um, because that's when I uh, first uh, got heavily into New Japan Pro Wrestling. You know, I feel like that's like most kind of casual New Japan Pro Wrestling fans, they'll say that's the answer to the question. And I'm going to say Kenny Omega, because once I saw Kenny Omega wrestle in New Japan Pro Wrestling, I was like, oh my freaking word, this guy might be the best professional wrestler on the planet. For sure. Yeah. And look where he is today. Like, you know, still the uh, still in the big still on the big stage, the IWGP United States champion. And look where where he's at in AEW. I mean, can't get to can't go uh, any wrong for this guy. So but he's come a long way. Exactly, Jake. Well, no time like the present. Let's slide over to the control center and we'll catch you up on the week's news and professional wrestling. This is your Radio Free Pro Wrestling Control Center. All the wrestling news you need to know. Okay, our first story this week comes from WrestlingNews.co as they are reporting that the WWE has rehired Eddie Dennis as a producer and writer for NXT. Now, if you're a long-time listener to Radio Free Professional Wrestling, me and David are big fans of Eddie Dennis, and I couldn't be more happy about this news. This gentleman has a lot of knowledge and expertise that could really help young talent in NXT to be better. Now, Eddie Dennis last wrestled back in March for Red Pro Wrestling in Great Britain and after that match he announced his retirement so we're wishing Eddie Dennis all the success possible in his new future endeavor here with the WWE. Okay our next news story this week comes from Gloria Gomez of Fox 13 in Tampa as apparently the person who tried to kidnap Sonia Deville and Manny Rose has entered a plea agreement and is facing 15 years in prison for a attempted kidnap of Sonia Deville back in 2022. We are happy to see that justice has been served in this situation okay guys our next news story is a update on the condition of one robert rude we haven't seen robert rude since june 2022 as the former nc champion has gone underneath net fusion surgery this past december where he had his c5 and c6 vertebrae fused together and this is according to the sportser.com and according to the story the wwe doesn't expect robert rude to be back until 2024 we are wishing robert rude all the best in his recovery and we can't wait to see him back in the ring. Okay, our next news story. Over the weekend, Jenny and Walter got married in the UK. We want to send them out all the positive feelings and thoughts right now and wish the new couple all the best in their future. And another positive news story this week, Carmel has come out on her Instagram and Twitter and announced that she's pregnant. Her and Corey Grace are expecting her child in November. It's been a really hard year for both of them. We are wishing them all the best as they're expecting their, their child coming later in this year. And that has been your Radio Free Control Center for May 3rd, 2023. It's time for the stunning six questions. All the whys and what have they done now? Hopefully Sean and Jake can figure it out. My first stunning question for you, Jake. Do you believe in this file from the Britt Baker t-shirt controversy that happened over the weekend? Now, if you haven't seen this t-shirt, it's just literally a photograph of Britt Baker with the black eye that absolutely happened when she had her interaction with Chris Jericho 
I want to say a week and a half now ago. Yeah, I mean, so this Britt Baker shirt garnered significant fan outrage because certain individuals believe believe it promotes domestic violence, which is not the case at all. And I think many people online are are overreacting too much. And because I don't think look, domestic violence, it implies that she was attacked by a family or a friend, which the outcasts are not. Number two, it's a storyline. She wasn't actually assaulted. So these people are re- are really out of line and they're tweaking so much. Uh yeah, I mean, and to think that this has even reached the the bottom of the barrel, especially in in Fox News when they put that tweet out and they don't even know the they didn't even get the facts right, which is, you know, not not a surprise from them. Ugh, yeah, you wear this in public and not and not around wrestling fans, you're either getting the the uh the crap kicked out of you or the cops called. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate as escalated to this. You know, Jake, I first saw the shirt back last Friday on Rampage, and, you know, I didn't paint no mind because I'm like, going, okay, it's the Outcast, their heels. Yeah, they're going to wear this shirt that shows Britt Baker not in the best light. And really, to me, this outrage started from a group who probably aren't wrestling fans. They probably didn't even know Britt Baker was in AEW in the first place. So it's just crazy how this is blown out of proportion. And she literally had to go on Twitter and go like, hey, this doesn't support domestic violence. Do you remember my shirt where I had my place like buddy? That doesn't support murder. That's insane that there are, that's that's you know people consider that a weird out of context pro wrestling shirt. Well, we do have we have seen the shirts of you know of uh, MJF and CM Punk of a, of a JPEG in the cent in the center filled with blood. Uh, there's a Scissor Me Daddy shirt, and obviously you know with an, an so there's been so many of this, and for some reason this one. Gets like the most controversy. <laughs> I know this is a crazy world. I think everybody just needs to calm down a little bit and just remember it's pro wrestling. And she had to approve the shirt before he got released. So I mean, as long as Britt Baker is happy with her shirt, there should be no problem. Ditto. Yeah. She, as long as she's all right with it, you know. Like why? Like why are you upset? So okay, Jake. Standing question number two of the week. We're going back to last week's episode of AEW Dynamite TV, Jake. That final match in the Pillars tournament, was it the biggest joke ever? You know, I the the end of the show, uh, I didn't have too much um uh too much problem with it. I mean, yeah, I mean, you've talked about like, you know, we've talked about uh, about the uh, the dynamics uh, between all four guys, but I I do have to say a constant in this is that I really enjoyed the MJF uh, Sammy Guevara dynamic between each other <laughs> because th- those two are so funny together. To be honest with you, it kind of made me forget a little bit about uh, you know the the little bit of the the cranky uh, uh, corny storyline here. Putting that uh, putting that stip in there um, to become a four way match. So I'm curious to see where they go this week on Dynamite and see if it actually if they actually do deliver in that. Um, I mean, you know, we've talked about it a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm personally not a fan of four-way matches, especially for the World Championship. But, um, you know, I'm still going to uh, give give these guys the benefit of the doubt tonight. You know, Jake, it's kind of funny to see MJF and Sammy Guevara being friends right now, because if you remember back in the early days of AEW, um, Sammy Guevara did not want MJF in the inner circle. And Sammy actually left the inner circle because of MJF. But they are good TV right now. They are good TV right now. Yeah, I agree. Um, and hopefully this will be a chance for Sammy to at least focus on himself as a as a single star. 
Yes, exactly, Jake. Now, my biggest beef from the last week match was the fact that they threw the skateboard in, and that's how uh, Darby Allen got DQ'd. I'm looking at the referee going like, can you not be any smarter? Like, Darby Allen wouldn't get disqualified in this match. <laughs> yeah, disqualified in this match. And that that's the general beef of uh, AEW refing that we always talk about anyway, so. <laughs> okay, we're going to leave that there, and we're going to move over to our third standing question of the week. And it's which of the NFC calls do you ha- see having the best run on the main roster? Ooh, so we'll talk about the draft overall in a little bit. Uh, but as far as like the NXT call-ups, uh, I do have a lot of confidence with Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Uh, them coming out of their their uh, long their long reign as the NXT NXT Women's Tag Champions. Um, with seeing their reaction when they got drafted uh, to Raw uh, was really was really like. Uh, inspiring encouraging to watch and uh, i and the way that uh they present present themselves as far as like the personality um the the way they move in the ring um I, i'm pretty confident that uh that hunter will will at least uh, give him some momentum and uh and show and give him some room to uh, showcase uh what they're uh how they perform in the ring so yeah i mean katana chance and caden carter i do have some High hopes for them. Well, Jake, I'm going to go the other direction here. I'm going with Alba Fire and Isle Dawn as they move over to SmackDown. And this way the SmackDown draft worked, I'm just looking at all the possibilities for the former KLR to have people to wrestle like Bailey, Bianca Belair, Asuka. I'm like, I'm going to give you all my money. Just let me have these matches now, please, and thank you. Have some of those matches, yeah, especially with Asuka. Yeah, that'll totally be entertaining. Definitely take my money there. Okay, I got a follow-up question for you, Jake. Which of the NXT cults do you have the most concern for? Ooh, um, I hate to say it, but uh, I am kind of concerned about Indy Hardwell. Uh, she's great as far as like you know her, what she can do in the ring. But I th- kind of think that uh, her, her her talking capabilities still needs a little bit of improvement. I, I don't want to be too negative here, but I do think Indy Hardwell uh, could have at least you know stayed. Uh, maybe another six months uh, as far as like to improve her person, her personality in the ring. So yeah, if I have to, if I do have a little bit of concern, uh, I will say Indy Hardwell. You know, Jay, I'm there with you. I got a feeling that you may pigeonhole her back into the way as they reform that group since they're all on Raw now. Now, personally, the person I'm kind of concerned about is JD Badudden. Now, I mean, the dude is great in the ring. It's just the matter who is in control of the WWE because if it's Triple H, I don't have too many worries. Is it if it's Vince McMahon? I don't think J.J. McDonald might be long for the company. Yeah, I kind of get you there, uh, but I think with Indy Hardwell, I, you mean like you said, you're gonna uh, they they could take the opportunity to pigeonhole her and still have her with ridiculous Dexter Loomis segments. So at least with J.D. McDonough, there's a list, at least a little bit of you know substance within him. He could easily be one of the best hills on Raw. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, what I like about J.D. is that. I'm thankful that the WWE has strayed away from the Irish stereotypes that uh, you like, especially with Finn Balor and a Becky and now JD is that uh, they can allow themselves. They they can allow uh, these guys to be themselves and don't have to be contingent to these Irish, like these typical Irish stereotypes where you have to wear green and wear like a leprechaun hat. So yeah, I do have some high hopes. So with them anyway. Okay, Jake, we're going on to our fourth stunning question of the week. We already talked about NXT and who they're bringing up to the main roster. Now we're going to talk about the main roster. Who are you most concerned about in their new position on SmackDown or Raw? Yikes. Uh, so with the draft and uh, 
to just to add in the draft overall, uh, aside those NXT call-ups, uh, this is a very uneventful two-night draft. And with zero assurances that this time will be actually different, it's hard not to assume that the brand split rules will be completely ignored within a matter of weeks. And, you know, the way they simply ignored NXT, um, it makes you question, like, how how the higher-ups... I mean, I know Paul Levesque uh, st- uh, still views NXT a very a very highly still views NXT very highly since you know that was his baby um but it seems like you know the writers uh his his writing staff just doesn't just doesn't take the time to to take a look at the talent so that it's in uh, that is in NXT so you know despite the flaws with the draft um yeah i mean you know that's 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 the one big concern i have about NXT going forward so but hey it's kind of unfortunate because like NXT every week like you know i still kind of enjoy it um with it being a two-hour show, so. You know, Jake, with this draft in the rear view mirror now, I think we can safely say that the higher-ups in WWE see NXT basically as the farm system now. We're back to that way of thinking about NXT. It's not a third brand. Because we literally saw the tag team champions and the women's champion called up in the middle of storylines, and they didn't care. It's it's AAA baseball. Like, you know, it's the farm system for Major League Baseball, pretty much, so. <laughs> Now, my major concern about the draft with people moving from Raw to SmackDown, I just want to say it's like people like Shelton Fisherman and Cedric Alexander, as they didn't get technically drafted to either show, they're called free agents. I just want to see these two talented gentlemen be on either Raw or SmackDown challenging for the tag team titles because they had a good run with the Hurt Business. They had a great one with the Hurt Business, uh, but them being free, you know, them being free agents and... That that's a huge problem I have with the draft overall. Is that why are there free agents in in like ran, why are there random free agents in the first place? <laughs> Which is like you know that that makes it even confusing in itself. Exactly, Jake. Now I can see Brock Lesnar being a free agent because it's Brock Lesnar. Do you want to tell Brock Lesnar where to go? Yeah, that's that's a good point. Or maybe John Cena too. So, <laughs> but my thing is, once you get to Baron freaking Corbin, I'm sorry, you need to put him in Raw or SmackDown or NXT. There should only be like two or three free agents, and they should be the biggest free agents. Exactly. Even look, even Elias, like you put him in the free agency pool. <laughs> like that that's when it gets really like ridiculous there. I know. I mean, I love Elias, and a lot of people like to walk with Elias. Look, one hand Elias, other hand Brock Lesnar. They're like apples and apples and oranges. Exactly. Well, not even oranges, like apples and freaking grapes <laughs> exactly it's like two things that do not belong together yeah I, I just don't i just don't get it at all my next thing question for you jake do you want to see the tag team title split because we still have sandy Zayn and kevin owens as unified champions or do you want to see smackdown and raw have champions on their own to be honest i, I really like the unified uh titles right now um uh, with sammy and, and kevin um I, I think it's 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 not right to split up the titles as of right now. Um, and I want to see like a, a long reign with them, and maybe at least you know the next you know six to eight months to keep the titles on them, keep it unified. Maybe after that, so you could probably do that. But uh, I, I really like, I you know we we've we've said about the the world heavyweight championship like it's such a waste, such a waste to do this. So I, at least at least with the tag titles, you know, I'm happy that they're continuing to do this. And keep it unified and you know keep it and uh have it uh, be shown on both brands you know jake that's one of the small problems i had with the draft i'm like 
why are you drafting the unified tag team champions they have the titles the titles to me you should be able to travel between shows i agree with you yeah so why yeah why is owens in raw and why is zane exclusive to smackdown so i mean don't they have like shouldn't they be defending the the tag team titles like together like shouldn't they represent shouldn't they represent the the tag team division like as a as a as a collective unit like like right there like you know what is up with this draft right here like there's no there's not a lot of common sense being put into this okay so we're moving over to my sixth and final stunning question of the week jake who's the one person who didn't get called up from nxc that you were surprised that didn't get called up Ooh, um surprised that uh, i said it last week but i'm surprised that braun breaker was nowhere near this draft i don't know what's the thinking there uh, I don't know why his name was not mentioned once. I don't understand why he wasn't even drafted because I, because to me, once he lost the the NXT title, you would, I, I thought he was ready to go, and at least to prove himself in the main stage. So yeah, I was really disappointed that uh, he was not there. And um, how did you miss that? Okay, so. I'm going to try to play devil advocate when it comes to Braun Breaker. I feel like since he just turned heel, I think they want him to have some time down there in NXT to develop that heel character, which I'm okay with. My question is, why didn't they draft Roxanne Perez? Because they let her take the pin. Roxanne was another name. Roxanne was another, another name that brought that I brought up to last week. I was kind of surprised that she didn't come up too. Yes. I mean, like, they literally let her get pinned by any Hartwell. And now she's still in NXT, not the champion, and you just vacated the title. You vacated the title, like, <laughs> but she didn't. <laughs> she wasn't announced to be a part of this draft. I did. I. It, it's it's pathetic. Like you know, she's ready to go, and you know, and how she's doing NXT. Like you know, I think it's just a big a big letdown right there. Okay, I don't want to see Rosanne Perez get the title again because I feel like it's going to be meaningless. Because I'm like. She should have won it if she was going to get drafted up to SmackDown or Raw. I mean, like, I don't think any would have been hurt if she lost the title to Roxanne and then got drafted to Raw. It wouldn't have made a difference. Okay, Jake, that ends our stunning six questions for this week. Let's go over to our main event as we preview WWE Backlash. And, Jake, how do you feel coming into this premium live event? I'm pretty excited uh, to see WWE uh, go outside the continental U.S. And, um... I'm I'm really uh, in a lot of curiosity to see how this Puerto Rican crowd will fare as far as like a WWE premium live event. So, yeah, I'm to be honest with you, it's been a while since I've been I've truly looking forward, uh, look forward to for uh, a premium live events. And then this one, th this could have uh, some very good surprises. Jake, I feel like this crowd is going to make this show better than what we think it's going to be and you know we were talking before we got recording that usually we come into these wwe premium live events not sure it's going to be good and we come out of it being kind of surprised like hey it wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be and also great timing with bringing back the latino world order uh, because i know that uh, this crowd is going to be up in arms for them <laughs> exactly jake i feel like you're going to get a very hot crowd for like bad bunny selena veda ray mysterio santos Escobar. All of them, I feel like it's going to be like Montreal, so for it, it's going to be a southern person of Montreal. Yeah. So let's go to our first match as we're going to preview this thing. Let's kick off with the six-man tag match as we see Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn versus the Bloodline, but it's going to be represented by Jake and Jimmy Uso and Soto Sokoa. 
Who are you taking, Jake? So this is an interesting matchup. It's interesting that this, with this particular matchup, there are not a lot of stakes involved. So I could see the bloodline, maybe through nefarious means or maybe with an interference, uh, taking the taking the win here. I can see that, Jake, but I'm going to offer a counterpoint. I feel like Matt Real, Sammy, and Kimono is going to win this match as we continue this losing streak for the Usos. And this is how the bloodline starts coming apart as Roman gets to a point where he kicks Jimmy and Jay out of the bloodline, and the bloodline basically becomes Sosakoa and Roman Reigns. It can start crumbling apart for the bloodline, so yeah, that's a good point. Let's go this way. It's for the SmackDown Women's Championship at the moment, as we know, Rhea Ripley has been drafted over to Raw. So does that mean Selena Vega may beat Rhea Ripley for the SmackDown title, Jake? Ooh, um, interesting. To be honest with you, I do see a pretty good match with this. Um, with the SmackDown Women's Championship and then Rhea turn to Raw, I mean, to be honest, I don't know if it makes sense for Rhea Ripley to keep this uh, as of right now. So, and to be honest with you, I would love to see Zelina Vega, what she can do with the title. So I could see like, you know, maybe a 10 to 15 match with this and uh, with uh, Zelina taking the, with uh, Zelina um, with the win for the pin. You know, Jake, Whoever feuds with Rhea Ripley on Raw may come out in this match and cost her the title to start the feud. And like you, I want to see Selena Vega have a chance with this title. If you know her history, this is the first time she's been able to come to Puerto Rico to wrestle. And I'm just so excited for her. I want to see her have a freaking good run here. Exactly. With her being being in her heritage country, kind of makes sense. Okay, Jake, let's move on to the match that we were looking at it and going like, why is this on the card? And then we got the explanation from MVP where he goes like, hey, I'm here to give almost the best possible matches possible. So it's almost versus Seth Rollins. I don't get it. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> why Why this match? Like, this will probably be the, uh, the the one match that probably won't, be, uh, probably won't make sense. So... I will take Seth freaking Rollins to win here, but uh, I don't know. I couldn't care less about this match. Okay, Jake, I'm with you. I got Seth Rollins win this match. If Seth Rollins is able to pull a good match out of almost, he needs to be everybody's wrestler of the year for 2023. He's been carrying guys like for the past year. So he, he I mean, like he has earned his props. Uh, like like Rollins definitely has earned his props for we're making guys look good uh, for the past year. Okay, Jake, we're sliding over to the United States title match as Austin Fury has been drafted over to SmackDown, and he's going to be facing Bobby Lashley, who also has been drafted to SmackDown, and the one person that is still on Raw, Bronson Reed. So who do you see coming out as the United States champion out of the three gentlemen? Mm, yeah, I don't I don't see much difference here um, with this. So Fury is going to retain the title here. You know, I'm with you, Jake. I got a feeling that Bobby and Bronson Reed are going to cost each other a shot at this title. And that's how you spin them off into your own feud. Then Austin Fury kind of be that chicken beat kill. He walks away for the title, but he doesn't really win. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's move over to the Raw Women's Championship match as we get Bianca Belair versus EO Sky. And with EO Sky, we get Bailey and Dakota Kai in her corner. All four ladies are moving over to SmackDown. SmackDown, right? <laughs> After this, uh, this pay after this pay per view with a backlash, so all four women. This is interesting because, like we talked about, you know, Rhea Ripley, so and the the championship. You know what? I'm going to change my mind here. We're going to see Rhea Ripley keep the SmackDown Women's Championship, and 
Bianca Belair keeping the Raw Women's Championship. And unfortunately, we could see maybe like a Becky Lynch, Charlotte, uh, Charlotte segment uh, again with uh, with uh, both ladies uh, switching titles. <laughs> as 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 uh, unfortunate as fortunately as as I would say here. <laughs> You know, Jake, I got a sneaky feeling that you're right. I'm just praying that it's a WWE.com exclusive and they're just handing the titles to each other at um, claims before they head back to the U.S. Just make it just make it a YouTube exclusive. Like you don't have to you don't have to like make it a dragon segment on on freaking Smackdown. Like how cringy it was like handing the title like Becky handing the title to, to Charlotte. You know, that was the most uncomfortable as a wrestling fan I had been in a while because I'm like looking at these two ladies going like, this is the best you can do for this situation with these two ladies that are probably two of the best professional wrestlers on the planet. Yeesh. Yeah. Not looking forward to it. <laughs> okay, we're down to two matches. So let's go to probably the match I'm looking forward to the most as we're on the road to rehabbing Cody Rhodes as he's taking on Brock Taker. As he saw Monday Night Raw, he kind of went to Undertaker's um, closet and basically sold his outfit. That's so funny. Like, he just sort of just stole his outfit. <laughs> he just stole that look with him. Yeah. Lesnar, Taker, Brock Taker. <laughs> that's 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 something that's something uh, that's interesting right there. Um, you know, I could see this feud. I could see the both of them going at it for at least a couple more premium live events. And but I do think this match is going to have some time. Uh, so I'm going to say for this first match, maybe Lesnar will take the win here. And maybe we'll go back and forth right after this. You know, I'm with you, Jack. I feel like this is the starting of the feud. And especially with Saudi Arabia being the next one on the card for a premium lot event, then we get money in the bank. I got a feeling we're going into a like three episode match series here with these gentlemen and i'm kind of here for it because i feel like they can pull it off they could pull it off here like this could be i could i'll predict that this will be the uh the surprising match of the night where both guys will just go all out so yeah definitely i'll definitely see that okay jake we got one final match to preview i'm gonna ask you this question do you think bad bunny versus damian priest is gonna be the main event of this card i have a feeling it will be to be honest with you because with bad bunny like you know he is he is a star and with this being a Puerto Rican crowd, I could see I could see Hunter placing this as the last match. And with Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest, I think we'll see Bad Bunny uh, obviously doing one hell of a performance here. But to be honest, um, I'm going to make a maybe a bold prediction here and say uh, Bad Bunny is going to put Damian Priest over, and Damian Priest uh, will uh, will win this match. Maybe maybe through nefarious means and interference so but i do think uh but obviously bad bunny like you know he's he's been fantastic in the ring anyway you know jake i kind of agree with you i feel like damian priest is probably the perfect person to beat bad bunny in this situation since it's in puerto rico he he has momentum right now i don't think it's wise to at least squander that for as of right now so you know, and I know a lot of people are talking about how Dominant Mysterio is the breakout star in that group. Damian Priest is right behind him. I, I mean, if you saw the match he had with Ray on Raw and him doing that South of Heaven's finisher, I'm like going, oh my word. And I'm like, oh man, this dude could be a star. This guy could be your world champion. Absolutely. This guy can be, you know, one of your big stars. So yeah, with Dam Damian, uh, him being a heel right now and how fantastic he is. I, I would not be surprised if he does win this match here. That's why I feel like he should win this. And it, 
I mean, Bad Bunny's here. He enjoys wrestling. He's a wrestling fan at heart. And I got a feeling that you're right. He's going to put Damian Priest over. Yeah, totally. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that has been your WWE Backlash preview here on Radio Free Professional Wrestling. And as we close this episode, before we go, David, we want to wish you a speedy recovery. He's a little bit underneath the weather. We hope to have him back next week on the show. Jake, where can we find you on the Super Information and Super Highway? The Super Information Super Highway for me. You can find me on Twitter at JakeAllinar, Instagram at JakeAllinar.mp4. And once again, uh, let's. Uh, I want to do a shout out to the great Mike McGuire, who is beginning his new venture uh, with his new wrestling podcast. And uh, yeah, definitely check him out, guys. Uh, he's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, too. And he is going to have Dave Meltzer on every week. So yeah, McGuire on wrestling, a shout out to him, as well as our good friends, Dan Lavransky and Joe Aguinaldo. As uh, we and as we mentioned, you know, those two guys are amazing, are amazing fellas. And uh, we're happy uh, to see them finally, uh, rela- uh, finally uh, relaxing. And uh, hey, they don't have to take notes about take copious notes about wrestling anymore. <laughs> so shout out to them. And of course, you could always find us at www.radiofreepw.com, where you can find all our shows and all the links to your favorite podcast provider. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, that follow button, and of course, Jake. Everybody, stay stunning. This is Sergeant Arms of Christina on behalf of the guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please head over to Apple Podcast and leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next time, the liberation continues.